Have you ever thought, I can do more with less, or efficiency equals success? If you have, take a listen to this next episode. You and I both know not all side hustles are the same. Most are expensive, complicated, and oftentimes not worth the work. Unfortunately, in today's world, a side hustle is necessary to meet our financial needs. What if I told you there's another way? What if I told you there's a golden side hustle ready to be grabbed that requires virtually no capital for startup, has a proven system of results, and is residual, repeatable, and versatile? A side hustle that's like a franchise, but with no royalties. I'm on a quest to provide entrepreneurs with a supercharged business model that can change their lives forever. This is Ben Lyons. Welcome to Stream Stackers Radio. So every great journey needs some context to the story. And right now I'm going to give you a little bit of context to my journey and how I got to this point. I'm not going to give you all the details because I think it's important for me to delve into specific topics when they're relevant. And for right now, we're just looking at big picture. How did we get to this point? And so if I look back at my life, um, and I've been in the workforce since I was 15 years old, um, I realized something about myself. I realized that I'm one that looks for efficiencies in business or efficiencies in my time, I should say. I was always one that wanted to put in the least amount of effort and get the maximum amount of results. So don't take that the wrong way in the sense that the least amount of effort uh, means that I'm going to you know, sidestep something, that I'm going to do it halfway. That's not what I mean by that. The least amount of effort is I'm going to put the effort in, but if I can put in less effort in this area and still achieve the same results, then I'm ahead. And I'm not sacrificing on quality. I'm just more efficient with how I do things. And so the intention is there to put the effort in, I just don't want to put more effort in than than that's necessary. And so let me give you an example. I mean, I've been in business for 20 years now in sales, but how did I get to that point? And what were the decisions that led me there? So first, one of my first serious jobs beyond the paper route and picking raspberries and things like that I did when I was a kid um, was I went to work for a country club in uh, Washington State. And this country club I was 15 years old, and the only job I was qualified for was washing dishes. Imagine that. So for about two years, I washed dishes um, three or four nights out of the week. And uh, this was really before they hammered down on the the child labor laws. And uh, and in fact, the country club did get in trouble at one point for, for me working over 30 hours when I was I think 16 years old during that week. So, uh, but I was, you know, I came from a family that was a, it was a broken home. Um, my mom and dad had divorced and I was living with my mom. We didn't have a lot of money. Everything that I needed to purchase for school and whatnot was primarily provided by my efforts, the work that I did and the money that I made. So school clothes, school shopping, school supplies, sports, things like that was all supplied by the money that I made. Um, and so it was, uh, it was a huge motivator for me. Having said that, uh, I washed dishes for about two years and it was a tough job. Gosh, Mother's Day would come around and you'd just have stacks and stacks and stacks of everything that you could imagine. They would use every utensil in the entire restaurant, I swear, and then use them two or three times over. Um, and I was happy to do it because I was happy to support mothers. Uh, but Mother's Day was always one of the biggest days uh, in the restaurant business. And then you'd have Easter and you'd have you know, the holidays that would come along in, in the winter months. And so um, I just really 
fine tune my work ethic and, and also try to be efficient with my, um, with, with what I did washing dishes. So even back then I tried to do things that would give me two or three times the result. So instead of washing, um, you know, some plates and then throw in some utensils, I would wash all the plates and rack them up and wash them all. Um, and that was just a more efficient use of my time as opposed to trying to mix and match and not be strategic with how I thought about doing my job. So uh, fast forward two years, I've been washing dishes a couple of years. My, my executive chef at the time, um, a fantastic guy, his name was Bud Brown. Um, and Bud was just a fun loving guy. He just, he just absolutely loved what he did. He had a great group of uh, chefs that he worked with and, and all the, the back, back of the house kitchen staff just really were loyal to, to Bud. Um, but there was definitely a divide. There was a divide between the back of the house staff and the front of the house staff. Back of the house staff being the dishwashers, the line cooks, the sous chefs, the front of the house, the bussers, the wait staff, the management. And there's, you know, there's always a friendly rivalry there, but there's definitely two different cultures in that regard. Um, and so you're either loyal to one or you're loyal to the other in that situation. So I remember um, after two years of washing dishes, I started to want to do something more. And Bud recognized that. And he said, you know what, Ben, why don't you take some time on the line? Go ahead and start flipping some burgers, dropping some fries in the baskets and, you know, taking on a little bit more responsibility, prep the salads, do some things like that. And I've got to tell you, the back of the house workers are the hardest workers you're going to meet in the restaurant business. They're the ones that are there before the wait staff. They're the ones that prep everything. They're the ones that deal with the hard rush and the hard environment in the sense that it's hot, it's steamy back there. Um, you know, it's a lot more dangerous work in the back of the house. And then when everything's done, when the rush of the dinner is over, then the back of the house are the ones cleaning, they're fine tuning everything, they're getting everything polished for the next shift the following morning. It's just a tremendous amount of work. And I'll never forget how good I felt at the end of the night when the shift was over and that I laid down a good day's worth of work. However, um, having said that, uh, I remember very specifically um, working through a Mother's Day brunch and into the following weeks and some of the busiest weeks because uh, the golf season was kicking off and, you know, there's a lot of activity at the clubhouse and I had put in so many hours. I can't remember the, the number of hours, but for me, it was a lot back then. I was 16 years old, if I remember correct. Um, and I remember getting our paychecks and at the country club, you didn't get, you didn't get tips cash. It was all done through the clubhouse. And so they would just put it on their bill and then they, the members would pay their bill at the end of the month. So as a busser or a waiter or whatever, your tips were included in your paycheck. And I'll never forget a good friend of mine and I, he was uh, actually a busser at the time and I was cooking on the line. So I'm flipping burgers and dropping French fries. And um, I'll never forget, we were outside and we opened up our paychecks and he goes, wow, I had a good couple weeks. And I said, oh, really? And I opened my paycheck and I went, wow, I worked really hard. And I remember this was one of those times that we shared the numbers and I realized he made three times the amount of money that I did and I worked twice as hard and I worked twice as many hours. And at that moment I went, whoa, 
There's got to be a better way. The very next day, I talked to Bud Brown. I said, Bud, I really enjoy the back of the house, but I'm going to be a busser. And he was not happy, but he understood and respected my decision. So I went on to be a busser. I went on to be a waiter. I went on to actually be a manager there at the country club and, and ended up working my way through, the, through college, uh, par- partially through college there. Um, but that was the beginning, the evolution of thought for me that, wow, I can work less and make more. And it's not something that I should feel guilty about. It's something that I'm doing with intention and with intention comes power. So I wanted to share that because that was really the epiphany moment for me. That was the moment that changed my life and made me realize that you can put efforts and energy into, um, into vehicles that won't give you the results that you want. And so be selective about what you use as your vehicle. Be intentional with that. Be intentional with where you put your energy. Because again, the whole goal is to put the least amount of energy and get the max amount of result. So fast forward, um, I've owned all kinds of businesses, everything from furniture stores to being a franchisor, being a franchisee. Um, I've owned online digital companies. I've been a real estate broker for over 20 years. Sales, big thing where you can put your time and energy in and get a huge result out. Um, so I, I have ex- I have explored the gamut. I've been part of network marketing, Amway. I've done it. I've done most things that most people would cringe at. So, um, but I out of that has come my ability to to recognize here's a vehicle that we can put the least amount of energy in and make the most amount of money. And so with that system. Over 10 years ago, I developed this idea and we proved it back in 2009, 2010 range. And this idea was um, ended up netting us over $20,000 in 90 days. And I'll get more into the story there, but I wanted to bring you through the journey a bit on how I got to this point and what helped me develop the Stream Stackers model. So look forward to the next talk. Hope you all are doing great. And till then, keep stacking streams and building dreams. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast of Stream Stackers Radio. I know you have choices and I know your time is valuable. It means the world to me that you use that time to be part of the Stream Stackers community. If this episode moved you, then share it with someone else who may need it. The mission you and I have will only be achieved when we give others the knowledge that has helped us. Finally, I hope to help you even further by sharing all the resources needed to get your ultimate side hustle working for you today. Go to streamstackers.com forward slash resources and access all kinds of free tools there. Until next time, keep stacking streams and building dreams.